It's a wrap! That was a horrible... I'll <coughs> try it again. Am I leaving all this in? <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> it's a wrap! Yeah, that's better. Yeah, Mandalorian Season 3 wrapped. That's what I'm trying to get to here. As I choke on dry mouth and coffee. Good lord. Mm, hey everybody, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the Resistance <laughs> Broadcast. If you're a first time listener, uh, hi, <laughs> I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's our news show, so we're going to give our takes on the latest Star Wars news. And there's a lot of cool stuff that we're going to talk about today, uh, including just uh, sort of a cold open at the top here uh, with James and Lacey, as always. Uh, the Mandalorian Season 3 has wrapped. It sort of started with the classic crew member who's probably a little green with the whole how sacred is star wars and they were like oh look at this thing i got because i worked on this thing for a week mm -hmm. and then people you know us included you know get onto it and see it on instagram and it spreads like wildfire and and that's the first indication that it wrapped and then carl weathers is like i'll one-up you i direct the show and i'm in it it was a great season and i can't wait for people <laughs> to see it and then we're like oh it definitely did wrap okay but it follows the pattern of the Mandalorian filming schedule, which is October-ish to March uh, for the first two seasons. And here we are with season three wrapping right at the end of March, which could mean we're seeing the Mandalorian later this year. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, still exciting to know that Mandalorian season three is done filming. Uh, we have no idea what we're in store for, but uh, still exciting news just to kick off our show here today. Right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. It's... It's weird. I, I don't know. I this is this is kind of bad to say, but like I still kind of feel like there was some weirdness with were we getting Mandalorian season three? And what do you mean? Because there they never they never really clarified about the whole like when season two ended and then Book of Boba Fett was announced. And then I think Favreau came out and did say something like season three is happening, but it was very like buried. It wasn't it wasn't like Disney came out and they were like, he said he wrote Get it. Yeah, exactly. It was like a thing, but I still think there was like people who didn't see it and stuff. So I you don't mean know like I, where it was like Loki season two. You're like, oh, clearly we're getting a season two. Yes. Yeah. 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 Got it. Um, or, or even Bad, Bad Batch season two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they put out that announcement officially like this is coming. And to this day, I still don't think there's been anything to that level that has said Mandalorian season three is happening. But we're yeah. getting these things that says the season has finished wrapping. So we're like, OK, so I guess it is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. How many but how many do you think they're going for? I think four sounds good, but I'm only basing that on Rebels five. being a successful series and five. feeling. I feel like with, like with these shows, for some reason, and I'm not saying The Mandalorian is going to fit in that um, frame, but like Stranger Things, I'm like ready for it to be over in a way. And They've that's been dragging four. that out. Holy moly. Uh, dragging Stranger uh, Things out. Ozark, it's like season four part two coming up i'm like i'm I'm ready to be done with this so i, I feel like four is the magic number for these like 12 episode you know, 10 episode eight episode type of shows um but it's star wars so i'll always take a you know i'll take season seven of the mandalorian if it's if it's good you know what i mean mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i feel like four has been the magic number with these types of shows but this is well, the first star wars live action show so we'll uh, see and another thing it's it's don't always forget too that there's that argument of like do you not if people are like what you want it to cancel you don't want any more mandalorian it's like well i'm okay with <laughs> mandalorian ending 
and then yeah. doing something else like you we could get right. a seventh or an eighth season of mandalorian or we could get yeah. one or two seasons of this thing you know whatever it is yeah like there, there's fans who james we were in the same shirt today. i was just about yeah. to say that are you both yeah. wearing star wars news now i didn't get one <laughs> how oh, are here. we still here <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not that kind of show john Jeez, uh, i don't want to show my jacked fish chest tattoo i don't want to i'm gonna wait till celebration to show mm-hmm. that off um so listen uh, it's like people who love the Skywalker saga, which I still have a hard time calling it that because it was kind of like made up at the end there, uh, but don't want episode 10. They're like, I love those. Doesn't mean I, you know, don't like them, but I was ready to move on. And mm-hmm. maybe that's how we're going to feel after four seasons of The Mandalorian. Maybe it's how we're going to feel after three seasons. But either way, season three done. Very excited for that to come out. But we got some other stuff to talk about that's coming a lot sooner. Uh, so, James, why don't you kick us off with this week's Resistance Report. As- Tarkin would say. It's the resistance. All right. Well, uh, this came as a kind of a surprise uh, last week, uh, towards the end of last week, that it seemed like we were all set to watch that first episode of Kenobi on this very specific night. It's a Wednesday night or it's a well it's a tuesday night but it was wednesday when they normally release so we're all very excited because it was leading into celebration and all this and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it feels like they just decided to drop this bomb on us right but it was weird because it was ewan mcgregor actually in a video like announcing this uh didn't have anything is you know, on the surface, didn't have anything to do with celebration, but he says, you know, hey, we're going to move the release from Wednesday to Friday now, and mm-hmm. we're going to make up for that pushback by giving you two episodes on the first day of release. Um, and then also, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, John, because there was a little bit of back and forth, but then the show returns to a regular Wednesday release after that yeah. point. So, um, I don't know. I guess let's just get started right here, John. I'm already talking to you. What are your thoughts on the show moving back a couple days, getting two episodes, uh, kind of the mix up maybe with the the dates after that? And what was this cool to so, see Ewan? The, the, and this is not, I'm not being jokey here. When the video first like popped on my Twitter feed, the way he was standing, I thought it was a promotional ad for that Expedia commercial he does. So oh, I was yeah. about to like keep going. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that's... Star Wars the account. Um, but yeah, so Friday, May 27th. Uh, so by June 1st, we're going to be halfway done with Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, you know, in a span of five, four or five days, we're going to be halfway done with this show. That's why I've been like really embracing the, you know, let's slow burn this and let's like enjoy it and take our time. But Star Wars is like, nah, you're getting a third of that <laughs> show. In one day, it's going to be during our big event. A bunch of you are going to be half the show in five days. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. right. So that's what I said, right? No, you did, but it (laughs) it was worded a little weird. So like three full episodes, which is half the series, it is in less than a week. Yeah, five days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, a, a bunch of bunch of us, and maybe us, who knows, are going to be watching it with big groups i really don't know we maybe we'll, we'll just be in our room i have no idea what we're going to do uh but the fact that we're getting the first two episodes uh is pretty exciting uh, but also makes me a little nervous because 
the chaos that can be at celebration uh i'm gonna need to like when i get back to my room later that night i'm gonna need to like watch it again and like really like absorb it because it's just gonna be such madness but i'm really excited and uh the two-day thing does not bother me at all um i i'm sure it just is in conjunction with the fact that there's you know moon night or something else playing or opening that wednesday and so it's not to me it's not a big deal whatsoever so uh bring it on uh, i'm excited um but uh, it makes me a little sad that this show is probably going to come and go quicker than i thought it was which i already thought it was going to come and go quickly now it's just like you know in the in the span of less than a week half of it's going to be done and then we're going to be you know june i don't even know june 22nd it shows over and that's it or whatever that date, that date is so if i did my math right so it's 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 going to be a little bittersweet but uh i'm i'm really excited to see like let's get you and mcgregor and hayden christensen together on these late night shows uh, press, i yeah. i want to just you and mcgregor and just hayden but i think having both of them would be really cool to see making the rounds and i think it would create a lot more buzz if it's darth vader and obi-wan together on the couch on kimmel or something or colbert those are two big star wars fans so uh it, it's just it's making it all more real it's making it all more exciting so um let the countdown resume but obi-wan kenobi is gonna be here and we're gonna be together watching it the first two episodes so very cool yeah lacy um were you excited to hear this or were you kind of hoping that it would happen that day i know we've made a lot of uh, tentative plans around you know how that was going to roll out we're like oh well this is the night that we're going to watch it so that'll be cool but now all of a sudden it's like that got thrown away what are your thoughts well first of all i hope to whatever people in the world believe in that i age as gracefully as you and mcgregor does because he looks amazing uh i would say he looks better than he did when he was younger but that's just me anyway it's like like me i digress I digress. Um, so Ewan changing, well, he didn't change the date. Disney changed the date. It's not surprising. I think compared to what we're used to with uh, regular cable where they have locked in premieres and they can't move stuff around, the streaming services have allowed for that to change. And it happens all the time. Especially, yeah. I mean, Disney did it with Loki where they e they bumped it up and they moved it on to a Wednesday from a Friday and like all this other stuff. So I'm not surprised that they moved things around, especially with the way that it's premiering on the week of celebration. I guarantee they want a room packed with Star Wars fans at Star Wars Celebration to maybe show the first episode before it premieres the next day. They have that hype that they want as a, you know, as a media company. They want that hype with fans and now they're going to get it and they're going to get it in a way that they can show the episode and then it comes out the next day anyway. So if it gets spoiled or someone leaks something, they don't have to worry about it because it's already been shown to, what, 5,000 people? The Anaheim kind of big panel room that they have uh, at the convention center holds like 5,000 people. So you're going to show probably that many people this episode, if not both episodes. So it's not going to matter if they move it back or not. I think it also allows for them to do a little hype for the show during celebration. Um, whereas before, I know we talked off off air about it, where it was kind of just a bummer that it was premiering before celebration because we wouldn't get to watch it in kind of the panel setting with other Star Wars fans. Uh, we felt like maybe they wouldn't even kind of talk about it or need to talk about it at the show because it's already yeah. out. Um, whereas now, because it's coming out before it airs, they're going to do a little hype for it, which is really exciting. Um, and like John, I hope we see 
uh, Hayden and Ewan together as much as possible because we keep getting all these interviews of like them talking about each other. And it's kind of like this weird romantic comedy where you just want them to meet. Like, you know that they're destined to be together, but they're they're never in the same room or like they're like missing each other. Uh, yeah. But like, obviously, a wonderful friendship. Sleepless in Mos Espa. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, I am it, hyped, though. I'm like super excited. And I think every day we get closer to celebration, it's becoming more real. So the fact that you and even said like, hey, Star Wars fans, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to say this to a room of people in like probably two months. Yeah, he's like, oh, that guy James Bainey made that shirt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention it. In exactly. My... <laughs> uh, no. What, um, what is real funny, quick though? though okay, oh, James, are you, are either of you nervous about like the element of watching this for the first time in a gigantic room where sometimes even in a movie theater it can be a little like, what? I just missed that because everyone was yelling. Like if it's no. a thousand people or something. No, no. it is a completely no. different feeling when you're watching. Like even. In past celebrations, they've had the movies playing certain nights. Like, you can go watch the movie with a group of but people. But we've seen all of those. This is a first watch. But it's on yeah. demand, John. You can go back and watch it right when you walk out of the room. Yeah. Here, here's here's the thing, John. Like is, the next is, I don't think you get where I'm I, getting I understand. Here. Yeah, I understand what... Um, I'm not worried about it. I know I'm going to watch it again. People, I, I like the energy more than, am I going to miss an Easter egg? Yeah, what some people think... I don't mean Easter eggs. Oh, my goodness, guys. <laughs> I think what you're trying to say is that most people tend to have a problem with going to a movie theater because people are talking or whatever through the, through the thing. But th I think when people describe that situation, they're talking about because they went, they don't want to go on Friday because there's a lot of people. So they try to go on Tuesday when it's the cheap night and everybody's already seen it. And there's a bunch of people and they're on their phones and they're talking through it because they've already seen it or whatever. But when you go see a movie like opening night or midnight or anything like that, nobody's talking like it's quiet and everybody's there like totally for the scene. And when something's happening and somebody's talking on screen, everybody like cheers and then they like zip down because they all everybody wants to hear it. That energy is something that you can't ever get. If you're at Celebration, it's going to be a once in a lifetime event. And everybody's there. They've nobody's seen it. It will would totally mm -hmm. be like mm -hmm. this crazy thing that you would. It would be like seeing the trailer for the first time. Force Awakens <laughs> twenty fifteen <laughs> no, is we, my we, favorite we, memory of all time. I know, but oh, but, but, right. Lisa, but like John, like me and you watched the trailer in a group of people, and we weren't like, "What was that?" Like okay. we, we, it's not like it's we true. didn't hear Palpatine laughing or something, but it was just like a crazy a overwhelming. John, don't, you don't, don't have to, to go. You, There's man. a screening. Yeah. You don't have to go. You can stand outside. Just, James I and I said, will go. Oh, first of all, only Sith deal in absolutes. Okay? <laughs> this isn't all or nothing. I just said it makes me a little nervous that I'm not going to be able to, on my first watch, fully absorb everything because people are going to be cheering every time something happens and stuff. I'm that person. And, I'm going to be cheering every time something happens. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. But uh, Don't sit with me then. I won't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I don't get you. You're saying you would rather watch this alone in a room? I don't know is what I'm saying. I don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm you just need saying... to let that soak in for a minute and then be like, mm. is really that experience worth trading what you're going to get? Mm. I guarantee, hands down, John's going to walk out of that panel if there's a screening and go, man, I am so glad I went to that. Wow, that Probably. was an awesome experience. This is the problem with, with saying anything ever <laughs> is that people are like, what? You're crazy or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, Hey, just ringing a little bell here, just slightly in the well, distance. Yeah, it's like, but I feel but a I little mean, bit like this. To Not us, this feels like this. 
this feels yeah. like you saying like, I don't know if I'm going to go see Star Wars in a movie theater. I'm just going to wait till it comes out on demand or something. It's no. like What's up? What's up? a little bit. A movie theater has 200 people in it. You're talking about a room that has 5,000 people. It's in not it. going to be like any watching... different. Sure it is. It's like watching a movie in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be bananas. Oh, that's the other thing that I don't think people realize because the past two celebrations haven't had big rooms. I think, I mean, Chicago had a pretty big one, but like this is five. It's huge. It's like a huge like bowl. That's what I'm people. saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the amount of people is going to change how individuals react i don't think, I think so it, either at the number at the 200 person level i don't think it's going to change like how much more sound there is or something it could be a hundred thousand people or, or five how people the audience have a great is time. reacting a crowd yeah. Yeah. one person believes in you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well anyway um yeah i i thought the the biggest surprise to come out of this was the fact that they also said they were going to do two episodes yeah, like that was it, surprising. It kind of yeah. didn't surprise me that they were like, oh, we're actually airing this episode before Celebration. I was like, oh, that's a little strange, but okay, I kind of get it. And then them saying, never mind, we're going to make it so that it's like during or while people are at Celebration and maybe there could be something cool or, or some tie with that. Like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. But the surprise to me was what they said they were going to drop two episodes. It's like, <laughs> I don't so particularly know why. The first mm -hmm. episode is 26 minutes long and it's Obi-Wan digging through sand. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Looking I mean, for those it, could all, it could like also imagine. be that Vader shows up in the second episode and they're like, do yeah. we want to do this? You know what I mean? Do we want to like, yeah. if, if we're going to show this to Celebration, to Star Wars fans, let's show them the moment. You know what I mean? The yeah, big you know one. So maybe there was a little bit of a, a thing there. Maybe I'm putting too much faith in their like, we got to give them what they want. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a very, well, very specific like, oh, uh, well, this other Marvel show is going to come out that Wednesday. So we got to move these up six days. You, you know? know what it honestly <laughs> is? If they premiere it at Celebration, that is your biggest diehard fans that aren't going to watch that premiere. They're losing those numbers at the premiere for their record setting numbers. So they put two episodes, which will drive people to go watch it even more, which will give them the good numbers for the watch. Actually, what I was going to say was we did the same thing for Book of Boba Fett. If you remember, they said the first week watches and we were like, well, there was two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett in the first week or three. Mm -hmm. Remember how we, we said we figured that out? I forget how mm -hmm. that worked out or whatever. Or no, it was Mandalorian was what it was. Mm -hmm. Season one of Mandalorian did like two episodes and then a, a, a two episodes on Wednesday and then one on Friday. Something. Well, so, that was because that was because it opened the same week as Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but but anyway, well, it didn't it, open, not opened. It, it's like last episode or something like or something like that was around. Yeah, Rise Disney of Plus came out yeah. on a Wednesday and then there yeah. was an episode on Friday and then there was another episode the following Wednesday. So that was three in a week which meant that yeah. the ratings were higher. So anyway, th this would be very similar. Within a one-week time span, there would be three episodes, so they could say, you know, three episodes. Well, anyway, it doesn't really matter. We're all we're talking too specific. I, I wonder, like, how they, like, aesthetically or design-wise, it's going to look, because all we're used to is the Mandalorian style, which the Boba Fett series adopted in terms of, you know, chapter one with and that font and the credits with oh, that sure. song that that shows theme song and the concept art i know it's not going to be that because that was like favreau's thing he wanted to do that but i wonder if it's going to be a thing where 
this has credits more like the Star Wars movies where it's like, da-da, 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 or they're going to do like the new John Williams theme at the end of each episode. Like that stuff I'm really curious about. I think about, that's this what is, they're going to do. Because this is really, this is going to be our first look at other live action Star Wars stuff because Book True. of Boba Fett was a different series, but it's the same palette, exactly yeah. same palette. So this is going to be like, that makes me a little excited too because there's like just this wonderment of like what, what's the presentation going to be like on Obi-Wan Kenobi? And it that gets me even more excited because it just makes me think of like, you see that Lucasfilm logo and then you don't know what, what's coming next. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I know you mentioned earlier that it's going to be exciting when we see uh, Ewan and Hayden both on the, the circuit and you specifically called out Jimmy Kimmel. Let's move on to our next story here because Donald Glover, another Star Wars actor, was recently on Jimmy Kimmel. And uh, he talked a lot, you know, about like his band and his show Atlanta and uh, a little bit about the Will Smith stuff, which is kind of interesting that, you know, even he has to say something about it. But it was uh, interesting that right at like the tail end of the interview, Jimmy Kimmel, who I believe is a core Star Wars fan. I really think. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like this particular thing and a lot of the stuff that he does is like less scripted. Even if even if he knows in his head he's going to ask it, I don't know that people always he's know. He's the qu- one that was doing the Qui-Gon thing, right? Where Qui-Gon was like, nah, no, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 Which, which to be honest with you, if there's going to be like a Star Wars question like on a late night show like that, I think it is going to be Jimmy Kimmel because I feel like he gets the license because it's ABC or ABC. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he dropped this, this bomb at the end that was totally like out of nowhere and it felt like it was just off his own like I'm trying to get information I'm trying to get a a thing here a headline but he goes and you're doing a Lando show with Disney and you know Donald Glover's like am I you know and they go in this back and forth where he's kind of like moving around it but he never denies it and he never confirms it but I think more importantly he doesn't deny it so he would have said no if he wasn't doing it I think so too. Um, And he said, you know, I've got a lot of things that I'm working on. I like to blossom and then have those things all kind of come out at the same time. So it seems like I could be crazy, but it seems like maybe he's working on the music for Lando as well. Because in this interview, he said, are you doing Childish Gambino stuff? He's like, uh, no, I'm working on the... And then he later says, I want all my stuff to come out at the same time. Like, what does that mean? You want you want your Lando project to drop the same time your Childish Gambino or your Atlanta series comes out? That doesn't make sense. So I think he's working on music. He's buddies with Ludwig. With, Lan- with Lando, the show, mm-hmm. which he's in. And it's going to make it all his like thing and he's going to like really own it. So now I'm back on board with I think like this Lando thing is interesting and and whatever. Um, It's a little hearsay, but I'm going to jump over to you, Lacey, your thoughts on this particular interview and I guess Lando as a whole. Well, I love Childish Gambino. He's like one of my top artists. He's on my Spotify like nonstop all the time. So if he makes an album for Lando, I'm going to lose it because <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. Uh, and like it would just be so good. Um, that being said, yeah, I think I agree with you, James. He would have definitely said no if he wasn't doing this. Like celebs don't want to be tied to stuff that they're not doing. They don't want to give free press to things that they're not doing where people are like, oh, are they? Aren't they? They'd be like, no, I'm not. I have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example where someone ever said no and they were 
I guess Andrew Garfield kept saying no to everyone. He just straight up lied to everybody. <laughs> so that's an example where that happened. Yeah. But generally speaking, yeah, he was not in Tick Tick Boom, which is weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh kidding. yeah, that's it. no. But I remember all the interviews. He's like, absolutely not, no. And then I saw something recently. I don't know if you guys saw. It was kind of a viral video where this guy from BBC One or something was like, "I knew you were in it because Tom Holland gave it away." And Andrew yeah, Garfield yeah, was like, yeah. "What?" And then they like showed the video and Tom Holland was like, yeah, you were on set that day. I wasn't there. And she, and Zendaya was like, what? Yeah. like he totally gives it away. It's so funny. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I feel like this is one of those projects that we've talked about here on the show a couple times where we're like, what's the deal with that? Because when the Disney Investor Day happened, when they showed the Millennium Falcon on screen, especially the older version of it. Yeah. The three of us were like, what? Like, we all, like, froze because we were like, is this the moment that we've been waiting for? Are they actually going to do this? And now, while we, we're so happy at the Lando series, we, like, we can't wait to watch it. We hope it's going to happen. Uh, there was this moment that all three of us were just like, is this really a solo thing? Is that mm -hmm. happening? Um, yeah. And I know some people have said that maybe that's going to lead into a solo thing. What is it going to look like? Um, but yeah, no, I got from this interview that he's being a little sneaky, uh, and he's a big Star Wars fan himself and he was perfect as Lando. So I can't wait to hear more because it was very weird when they announced this and he wasn't tied to it and, and all they had was the writer. And I don't even know if the writer's still doing it. They haven't really given any updates about it, but I'm assuming when celebration rolls around, they've got to give an update about this, right? Like they have to, because they haven't oh, yeah. given updates about many things. Uh, that they listed that day. And as we all know, they have, quote, 11 series in the works. They got to have some updates on stuff. And I think this is one of the things that hopefully I, I would love it if they brought him out on stage and they announced a celebration that he's doing it. And like, it's going to be this big, cool thing. For sure. I mean, Donald Glover definitely was the Ewan McGregor of their Star Wars project. Like, say what you will about the prequels. Ewan McGregor mm -hmm. was really great. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he got, you know, they continued his story here. It's like, I, th I feel the same way. Like, say what you will about Solo. I think most people, even who didn't like the movie, were like, Donald Glover, though, that's, it was hard to deny. You know, he was great. How, yeah. How good he was. Um, but but uh, John, what are your thoughts on him possibly being a part of this project <laughs> officially <laughs> <laughs> kind of well i don't yeah. think anyone truly in their heart believed this was going to be some sort of lando series that takes place after rise of skywalker with an 84 year old billy d williams did someone so think it, that i will i think people were saying like oh it might be one of those where like godfather 2 where it's like he's an older mm. guy and then they flash back to him as a younger guy and sure I, this was e this was either going to be it's honestly, it's almost like to a lesser degree because of the legacy of Ewan McGregor with Star Wars now, it's that guy or it's not happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like so when people were like, breaking news, Ewan McGregor's cast as Obi-Wan, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. You don't say. <laughs> just make, yeah, good, good. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. So, but, um, so it, it's, <sighs> I don't know. There's not much to say about it, really. It's just like that first confirmation because like we, we've been saying uh, when we did the state of Star Wars, we're like, what's going on with that Lando thing? Because mm -hmm. they haven't talked about it at all mm -hmm. since December of 2020. Um, and granted, he didn't 
uh, confirm it or anything. He addressed it and his body language, like he kind of did that like, oh, I'm nervous. And he went like away a little <laughs> bit and like, but he said, am I? Um, but like, I agree with Lacey. Like, I don't think it's one of those things, especially with how Star Wars fans are that you mess around too much. And like, if he, if it was definitely not a thing, he would have been like, no, man. He's like, I love doing that, but uh, I'm not coming back as Lando. So I think that's, if you read read through the lines, he's definitely confirming it there. Um, I am really excited about it because there's a lot of things they can do with Lando in this era, which as we know, you know, there's how much time between A New Hope and Empire? Is it three years? A uh, New Hope and Empire? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're working with 13 years of time between Solo and when we meet Billy D. Williams, Lando, and Empire Strikes Back. There's a lot they can do there. Now, I think this was called, I could be wrong, one of those special event series or limited series, but I maybe not. Maybe it's a multiple season thing. But they have a 13-year stretch to work with, um, which is more than a lot of these shows that they're trying to wedge into existing timelines. So they can do a lot of things and bring in a lot of people into this show. Um, we're going to talk more about it on Thursday, but I am really, really excited that... Uh, we're getting this sort of confirmation. I didn't think about the music thing though. That is really interesting to me uh, because that made me think of like how like Prince did the music for like the Batman movie and stuff. It's just like off the beaten path a little. And I could see Lando, a Lando series not having your conventional Star Wars classical music because kind of every time we saw him like at the end of the movie, there was a different type of vibe playing. And mm-hmm. in, in uh, the, the Sabacc uh, lounge when he was playing, there was like a different type of vibe. So... And he's got his, you know, his way about him and he's got his little vlog and stuff. It's going to be definitely a, a show that they can lord and miller the hell out of it. Now, whether they're invo- they get involved or not, you know, I don't know. But you can get a little weird with the Lando series. So I'm excited to see what this turns into. But he's such a talented guy, Donald Glover. And the fact that he's still on board wipes away all that stuff where people are like, Oh, he he was embarrassed by Solo, or he didn't want he doesn't want to even go touch that again or stuff. It's like, nope, you're wrong. Yeah, actually, yeah. so uh, uh, anytime an actor like wants to be involved in Star Wars, still because he was a fan going into Solo, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's not like one of those actors that got jaded by it. Like I don't want to say it, but like Oscar Isaac kind of did. He was a super fan. He, his uncle got him into it, and blah, blah blah. And then he on his way out, he's like, screw this. Uh, Glover is maybe just as big of a star as Oscar Isaac in my opinion and he's like gung-ho and he feels like he still seems excited about it and I can't wait to hear more from him uh, about it and and learn who else is going to be in this sort of thing but uh, we'll start speculating maybe on Thursday on that. Yeah, it definitely was not part of Disney. I mean, it could have technically been like one of those little subtle things but like I don't think it was part of Disney's marketing at this point to get ready for Lando to have him, you know, he's on the show. Let's give a little plug for this or anything like that. But, uh, I thought it was interesting in just the way that it got me excited and back on board thinking about what, what could this project be? And now we're talking about that instead of, um, you know, moon Knight, you know, or whatever, you know, right, there's always right. this, like, it just kind of like chips in a little bit at the, the conversation and it's got a star Wars always got to find its way into, uh, the the water uh, jug at work or whatever that's called. What, what do they call that? Water, water cooler. Water cooler. Water cooler. Yeah. Water, <laughs> water cooler. Yeah. I couldn't think of what James's it was called. James's work. They just have one jug on the counter and they all pass it back and forth. Kind of. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no. But speaking of um, 
but speaking of the marketing of this too, uh, I, I made a joke last week about how EW had f- three good articles <laughs> and they decided to roll with five. Are uh, we on six yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, they they decided, uh, you know, another little piece of information that we didn't put out before is Hayden Christensen's uh, particular point of view on returning to the character of Darth Vader and and in his words, how it felt very natural and meaningful to him. And it was kind of interesting to see the opposite look of how he was got to see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again on set. Whereas in the previous weeks we heard Ewan's like, you know, Oh my gosh, I was standing there and everybody was like awestruck. And then I turn around and, and Hayden walks around the corner. So it's like, Okay, cool. So now we're seeing the opposite side of it. And I like the way that they're kind of marketing that as like Team Ewan, Team Hayden, you know, like different points of view on this whole thing. So I I think it's kind of smart that EW decided to roll it out like this, even though I kind of joked that they're stretching things out. John, what were your thoughts uh, when you read this particular article on uh, Hayden's point of view? Uh, It's a happy feeling because... Um, and this is retreading some stuff I've said, but anytime his name comes up and returning to Star Wars, it's just like the same thing comes to my mind, which is the fact that, you know, he got slammed pretty hard for the prequels and I had liked stuff he was in before, uh, Attack of the Clones. Like there was this movie called Life is a House where he plays this, uh, estranged teenager who's kind of, uh, rebelling against his divorced parents and he reunites with his father, who's Kevin Klein. And he like did an amazing job. So everyone was super hyped that he off of that it wasn't like the most successful movie but he's his performance was lauded pretty highly mm-hmm. and i think people including critics were like this kid's gonna be so good as anakin skywalker and stuff and then attack of the clones comes out and because of how george lucas wanted to write it he yeah. had a very pulpy sort of way and and um sort of purposely campy in in, in well at least he says that but either way um you know it, what he got pretty knocked for it hayden and then a little lesser uh for revenge of the sith but you know time changes everything including perspective on stuff and also um the handing of the baton to future generations like we talk about like the kids who were seven watching revenge of the sith are now you know in their early 20s or mid 20s blogging about and and they're the voices and they're the also the podcasters and stuff like that and they're like no these were our movies and that's our guy um and then you know you we we feel the same way and i just like again this is a little similar to the donald glover thing but on a bigger more meaningful scale because you know this is a guy who could have been like screw that i went through hell for a long time and my career almost collapsed because of it i'm not going anywhere near star wars and this guy's like no give me another shot at this thing or not even another shot but Let's do this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got his buddy Ewan. So it's all good vibes about it. And what's interesting is him just talking about, you know, I feel it's right that I'm taking this next step with this character that I feel I know so well now because he really did get to play both Anakin and Vader. Vader to a lesser extent in the way we know Vader. But he can sort of, if they're going to do that thing where it's that, struggle we saw in the comics internally he can really channel both of those versions of the character he played uh in one spot whereas before he had to be anakin and like be angry anakin so we can show everybody what you're gonna turn into and then be very darth vader-y when you're darth vader now he could like 
blend the two and i'm really excited to see him do that but also i'm just happy for the guy he seems like one of the nicest guys in in a business that we've seen recently is full of just a lot of madness and uh, i'm just rooting so hard for him and i'm really excited to see what he's going to do because between life of the house shattered glass movies like that i think we're going to see more of that type of caliber performance from hayden christensen in obi-wan kenobi and um i'm rooting for him i'm excited for him it's sort of like a redemption even though a lot of people say like he doesn't need redemption he was always great i think for certain aspects of the optics of his past performances this is sort of a redemption for him in a way and it's cool because he's 40 or something like that 40 41 and he's playing a 32 year old version yeah (laughs) and he's playing like a 32 year old version of of darth vader um which when he did uh, Revenge of the Sith, he was more of exactly the age that Anakin was. So and now he has to like play a little bit younger. But well, it's, so, weird. it's weird way, too because Vader's 45 when he dies. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you, you think he's older because he's yeah, like you would, you would by, imagine him to be older. But yeah. Yeah. Cause I think Sebastian Shaw was like in his 60s or something like George <laughs> Lucas didn't exactly have that all figured out. <laughs> but he, either way, I, I'm really happy for this guy and I'm rooting so hard for him. And I think Deborah Chow is going to get the best out of him. And, and hopefully the writers, I know that they passed the, the batons around and the Writers Guild thing came out where they listed, you know, this person, then this person did, then this person did it, then this person. I hope they put a, a good package together for him to, to knock it out of the park. Absolutely. So Lacey, what were your thoughts when you read this article? Anything particular pop out that's like new information or was it just nice to hear Hayden talk about it? Um, It's just nice to hear Hayden talk about his experiences and it made me very quickly want a gallery series about Kenobi, like <laughs> more than the actual show itself, I would say, because I want to see those moments where they get to see each other for the first time, that they get to be on set together to see people's reaction when he's, you know, Vader again, because him and you and both talk about in their different interviews about that moment when they see each other again for the first time all in costume. And he even brings it up saying that, like, it's something he'll always treasure. He'll always remember it when he saw Ewan for the first time as Obi-Wan. So it's just this momentous occasion. And part of me is like, please don't be building it up too much. But from what they say, it's like this epic thing and I can't wait to see it. Um, but just hearing him talk about how he loves, he loved and loves working on Star Wars, that it's just a different type of movie and experience, show in this case, and that... Uh, He talks about the energy that comes along with it, which we were talking about earlier with the Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of panel screening type thing. There's nothing better than the energy that comes from Star Wars fans, especially when they're really excited about something. Now, I know that there's energies that can come from them in a negative light, but when they're in a good mood and they're having a great time, it's like you, you can like feel it. It's like you're like tingling with excitement with everybody that loves Star Wars. So I'm sure he feels the same way anytime he goes to a con and he's taking pictures with people and signing autographs. And like John says, he's having this moment where he's he's seeing the people that he changed their life for being Anakin, that he is their favorite Jedi, that they grew up with him as their Star Wars movies. And, I, and I'm just so happy that he's having those experiences. And I think that it's really cool that he's going to get to play this part of Vader because um, they've hinted at it here and there, Deborah Chow too, that this Vader's like a little bit different than the one you see in A New Hope, but he's still a little bit Anakin. So it's going to be very interesting. And I'm really glad that they had him come back because they could have 
picked anybody to wear the suit and walk around as Vader, but the fact that, that it's Hayden is just like such a good feeling, and I can't wait to to see him in action. Yeah, we're gonna I see think Vader John... fighting with that mask off or something. It's gonna be nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to see him with his mask off and stuff. Uh, but uh, but it was interesting that you said, John, that you think he's a good guy because I was like, you know, it's kind of funny. I I feel like sometimes when I see him in interviews. He reminds me of not the creepy, but like the the sweet Anakin that's with Padme. Yeah. You know, like where the he's actually. One. Yeah, but not like innocent. when he's being creepy. No, like, like those, innocent those Anakin. moments. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, the when he does this look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. When when somebody's just trying to eat their dinner and he like starts picking it up. <laughs> And she's like, stop that. He's like, I hate stop it. what? <laughs> yeah. Um, that That's directing and writing there, guys. That's not yeah, Hayden. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, yeah. Don't look at me like that. Um, <laughs> no, very very excited, I think, for the, for the press run. I'm excited to see him actually. Uh, he's doing these interviews, but I'm excited to see him actually get on a, a TV show or, you know, other interviews where he's doing Good Morning America or something like that. And they're bringing him on to talk mm-hmm. about the, um, the the time that he was filming this and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. There was also something else you mentioned too, Lacey, that I wanted to touch on. And it was, um, you said you were excited for the gallery. And I was like, oh yeah, it almost feels like every episode of the gallery could be mm-hmm. the one episode that we were excited to see like Mark Hamill return. You know how they yes. like kind of oh save that? No, like, don't do that to me, James. Well, I'm just saying like they... <laughs> They could do one that was, you know, all based on the show and the production yeah, and all this other yeah, stuff, yeah. and then they could do another one or somehow separate that as the. I'm only whole, saying that because like, they held, yeah, they held they off held on it. Mark, and we were waiting for it, and then they held off on it, and I was like, yeah. but where's Mark? <laughs> but it also it it also made me wonder then what surprises does this show have if mm. that is the just the pitch the the that's to get you in then what surprises does the show have or is it just delivering on the promise is it going to deliver on the promise or are we going to see things in this show that's like you know the cad banes and stuff that like mm-hmm. actually are still like oh wow i did not think they were going there and now i can't believe that i never 10 years ago would have ever thought i'd be seeing so and so and so and so and so and so all on screen together. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, where are the surprises in Kenobi? It would have to be Liam Neeson, right? Well, yeah, that that's be gonna be the the, the the non surprise surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's fair. But you know, for if we're gonna do the whole, hey, let's all get in a room and and do this, like all these fans of celebration, like you gotta kind of hope a little bit that it's Liam Neeson's it, his moment is in one of those two episodes because that place is gonna pop. They're not gonna give that away. <laughs> Well, they're not giving because it away. Then people away. Are, well, because if giving it away in the sense that it doesn't air until the next day, they're not going to have uh, Liam Neeson show up. And then for all the fans that aren't at Celebration, Wait. the episode hasn't aired yet. Oh, that thing is not in conjunction with it coming out? It's before. Like, if if they were to show oh. it, they would show it oh, probably I go before. To oh, Right? They wouldn't show it after it airs. That would be pointless for the I event. I thought it was like a simultaneous thing. Like, it's midnight. 
Let's go to the thing. I mean, it could be. I'm thinking, like, oh. marketing-wise, why wouldn't you like show Kathleen it? Like, Kennedy logs into her Disney Plus account. She's like, all right, ready, guys? <laughs> like, they haven't announced anything, but marketing-wise, why wouldn't they show it before it airs? No, That's why I they pushed it back. I, that didn't even cross my mind. I, I uh, don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Did, did they think, put a timeout for it? I think me, Lacey like and I are somewhat assuming that they would, they would have taken the original air date that happened mm-hmm. before Celebration and moved it. Uh, not so that we would all go to this thing at midnight, but that they could during the day or a few hours before that evening or something along those lines would be able to show it to the celebration fans. And even if it leaked, it would only like leak a couple hours before most people are going to be like, Oh, well, uh, uh, I know star Wars celebrations going on. Apparently they're getting to see it. I'm staying off Twitter until midnight. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. think it would be that big of a deal. Uh, especially since, you know, at midnight, they're going to show you those first two episodes. They also could show you the first episode and and then at like midnight also have the second episode up. So after everybody's left, then that second episode isn't spoiled. I'm just saying we're, we're, what uh, he was saying about Qui-Gon, if they were to do a panel, they're not going to bring Qui-Gon on because they don't want to spoil that for everybody else that hasn't seen the show yet. Yeah. No, I uh, wish yeah, they would, I, but they no. Won't. I I agree with that. I, but it's kind of like if this is confirmed. I, I guess I'm confused on the timing of it of when they're doing. It's Friday. Like, is this? Yeah. So Thursday Thursday night at midnight is when the episodes will be live for everybody. Right. So, so when is from, this? They pushed it from when Wednesday. We don't know if there's a screening. We don't know if there's anything. a screening. Oh, so this was all fugazi. It's all made up for now. Yes, but why yes. would they move the date, John, if that, they weren't going to do something? Our presumption is that, it yeah. again, that it was going to air Tuesday night or on Wednesday day, but that's all <laughs> yeah. before celebration. So they moved it specifically mm-hmm. so that they could do something not at midnight, but during I, celebration I don't, I don't agree with that. Thursday or Thursday <laughs> evening. <laughs> okay. Disney's not thinking about 20,000 people and how to make something special for them. They're thinking about how are we going to get the most people to watch this thing? And they moved it because Moon Knight or something is going to be also on Wednesday. They're not... That's why they... I completely it. disagree with you. Okay. I mean, just, I mean Moon Knight will be done, you think, but you it'll think be another Disney cares more about 10 series, million probably. people or 20,000 people at an event? They want that moment to show... Oh. You and going out on stage at I, celebration with all the fans. They and still they show that. all that stuff. And they can do that on Friday. John, midnight. here's my question for you. If that wasn't the case, why would they show the Force Awakens uh, trailer to a group of 5,000 people? And why would the Disney stock shoot up trailer. six billion dollars trailer right but this is a show that's coming out yeah this six is actual hours later. content they didn't show the force awakens ahead of its release they showed a trailer but they still had and, a panel with all and the, then the trailer came the out came, came, i was in disney then the trailer came out like 30 seconds well, later on how, the how about this they showed like what was it seven or ten minutes of mandalorian Mando. yeah, yeah. Long before the show came out. Like six months. Yeah. So my thing is like, at what point are they not just able to show more content considering that same content is public a few hours later, like four hours later? Yeah. I'm not arguing with you saying that they won't show it early to to fans at Celebration. They might. I'm just saying uh, Disney moved. moved it. For bigger reasons than no. one fan event. Celebration. 100% celebration. That's why it got moved. 
I mean, to be honest, they could have they could have put any trailer out at any point, but it seems like they waited for Celebration to drop a trailer. So there was there this there probably could have been a statistical better place to put a trailer, but they put the trailer out. How many around... times are you gonna say the word trailer? John, Until stop. you get it. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're you're comparing a trailer, which is a marketing piece, to an actual show. Those yeah, which is don't... still a marketing I'm, piece. I'm saying, okay, picture what? It's a picture... marketing piece for Disney Plus. They want people <laughs> John, to get on okay. Disney Plus. All right, so let, let's just say now, uh, Taika Waititi's movie comes out Friday, right? They're probably going to do a screening Thursday night at Celebration, <laughs> like. I'm... I am not if celebration not is lining to. up with the release of one of their properties that happens to be Star Wars related. Never mind. hundred percent. They moved <laughs> the date of the premiere, thinking originally they probably were like, "Oh, we'll just do it here before celebration." And then someone in some meeting somewhere went, "Well, why aren't we doing it during celebration?" And someone went, "You know what? We can do that." And they moved it. What's the first day of celebration? Thursday. Thursday. The day before it comes out. They yeah. knew when celebration was though. Stuff I don't changes buy that all the all. time. I I'm actually you right. I uh, who knows how well you're probably right. The Obi-Wan thing probably did get locked in as far as the date after celebration was locked in for a date, but you never know when it comes to that stuff like how long in advance something has been like locked down, but mm-hmm. anyway, I guess we're way off the the topic. We don't know that they're doing a screening, so don't think that. <laughs> we're just kind of assuming that that makes sense based on the uh, the pushback. Um, we're trying to make sense of that pushback, but um, we do have one other quick thing that we wanted to mention uh, before we get out of Resistance Report and move on to the pod race. Uh, you may have seen uh, recently uh, Troy Kotzer winning Best Supporting Actor recently at the Oscars. Um, Now, he is uh, the second deaf person to win an Academy Award, and it was quite a big deal that this particular movie he was involved in uh, pushes the deaf community and all this stuff. And it's really interesting because if you don't particularly know that name or you hadn't put something together... He has a Star Wars connection, a pretty a pretty good one, as he has been involved in The Mandalorian and uh, the Book of Boba Fett as he has played a Tusken Raider and helped to develop the Tusken Raider uh, sign language, like their own language based on signs, which I'm not, ex- mm-hmm. I don't know the details of how that works, how it's different than, uh, I'm assuming, ASL uh, is what he, he speaks in, but... Uh, it, it's just kind of an interesting thing, uh, to, to see that, you know, congratulations to him on winning a best supporting actor and moving that forward. But, you know, if you don't know a lot about this connection with star Wars, just, you know, go check it out, go learn a little bit more. I know now I watched a video of his where he became an honorary 501st cause they presented him the award in sign language as Tuscan Raiders. So it was pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, uh, congratulations to Troy Kotzer and, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, from Resistance Report, let's move on to the next section. I'm tossing it over to you, Lacey. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. Patreon. 
So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like, comment, subscribe here on YouTube. You can listen and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. It means so much to us and it lets people uh, see the show. It, like we show up in searches and stuff. So thank you for that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more than that and you want to support the show and what we're doing here, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. Starting at just $2 a month, you get access to the page and all the extra content that we create. And as you go up in the ranks, you get more access. So voting into polls, you get to decide what we talk about. Um, You get to be a part of our exclusive Discord server, which is really great. It's an awesome community that's literally talking all the time. Um, So if you want a really fun place to hang out, that is definitely the place to be. Um, But yeah, so this is the part of the show that we let our generals and our spice runners, our two top tiers, be a part of the show. So before I get get to that, I'm going to say thank you to those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Double C Chris, Chris White, uh, Brendan McLaughlin, got it this time. Uh, and Val Churchkoff, thank you guys so much. And then to our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Thank mm-hmm. you guys so much for keeping it spicy. Thank you. Um, so this week we have Jeremy, one of our longest running generals. Jeremy, what up? Uh, and we asked him, Kathleen Kennedy said Obi-Wan and Vader will have a rematch in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. We know True. both survive, but who do you think will come out on top of that duel? Who do you think will be, or do you think will be a stalemate? So, Jeremy, take it away. Hey, what's up, guys? Long time no talk. Hope you've all been well. Um, I don't know, kind of confused on this one um, because for so long, um, after episode four, we thought that was the first time that they had met since episode three, which was newer. And so we figured that the uh, battle ended there and that's where uh, Vader was left and became who he was. Um, But I'm kind of thinking it's gonna lean on the lines of a stalemate. Something's gonna happen to um, get in way of the, the fight that's going to take place or somebody's going to interject or one's going to escape um, because we know that in four they meet up um, for the final battle. But uh, yeah, that's just just my thoughts. I'm pretty, pretty convinced it's going to be a stalemate in uh, some regards. I don't think any clear-cut winner in the battle. Maybe some battle scars, but... That's about it. Can't wait to see you guys at Celebration. Hope you're all well. See you. Interesting, Jeremy. Very interesting answer. John, what did you think? I'm I'm right there with you, Jeremy. I think a stalemate makes the most sense. But uh, the idea that neither one is coming out of it the way they went in, in a sense. There's going to be different varying levels of damage uh whether it's emotional or or quite literally physical but yeah i think something goes down to to split them up and it's because because we know they both survive and they need to figure out how to make that work and not make it ridiculous like are you tired yeah i'm tired too all right we'll see you in 10 years 
Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I think you're right. I think you're spot on. Um, more importantly, uh, the reminder that uh, you're going to be at Celebration. And it's funny, I saw or I tweeted a photo of us with uh, Neil Lowry uh, and uh, from Celebration. And you're in the background of it, I think, on your phone or doing something. And it's just like, man, we, we met, you know, we met you in person <laughs> three years ago. And, you know, you're still with us. And, and uh, I think that might have been early on when you when you got to know us. So here we are, you know, coming full circle and we're going to get to hang out again. So I'm really excited about that, man. Look forward to seeing you. It's not going to be too far off. So by the time your next pod race is up, we're going to have hung out. So uh, thanks for all your support. Good answer. And see you soon. James. Yep. Um, yeah, totally. I so excited that you, you were able to do the pod race, uh, came on, gave your opinion. I, I think to, to, to kind of go with what you're saying and to kind of go against it. Uh, I think obviously we know that, that something's going to happen where they get, they get broken up. Right. I think both of these characters at this point, poss- possibly, I mean, maybe things change, but I think they're both out to kill. So no one wins this fight because you know, Darth Vader's going to kill Kenobi if he can, you know, so obviously something's going to happen where the the fight gets ceased. But in my opinion, I think hands down, no way Vader is going to win that fight. I think, uh, you know, Kenobi's going to get saved. He's going to get pulled away or something like that, or he's going to run away. He's going to survive. But I think with Vader having lost on Mustafar and theoretically, Vader also losing uh, on the Death Star. I think this is their opportunity to be like prime Vader. He's a threat. Obi-Wan's scared. Obi-Wan thinks he can turn him. No, he can't. That guy's gone. That's a demon that, you know, he's evil incarnate and he's going to win that fight and it's going to scare the heck out of Kenobi. So I think Vader wins these fights if there's if there's uh, more than one. I think he's just like every time it's going to be a bloodbath, but, um, but that's just my thoughts and I, I don't know, but I, I appreciate you coming on the show and as always being a supporter of our, uh, little podcast here that we do. Thanks. Jeremy, great answer. I think, you know, as star Wars fans of, especially fans of the original trilogy, like we all are, there's like always questions and John brings them up a lot of like, how is this going to work with these lines that have been said or these moments that have happened? How are they going to make this work? And I think they definitely probably figured it out. So I'm not worried about that. But you can't help but wonder, like, when they finally meet up, what will happen? Or will they meet up multiple times? Will we see them Never multiple times? Never thought I'd times? see you here. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Ray... I go back to like Ray and Kylo where they meet up a couple times and then, then, you know, they never really have a big battle at certain points until the very end. Um, I think I agree completely with James. I don't think you can leave this fight scenario where Vader isn't winning, so to speak, because he's like the Kylo <laughs> of the sequel trilogy where oh, he right. never yeah. really won. <laughs> so you're like, how bad is he? How bad of a bad guy is he if he always gets defeated by certain people? But I think Vader, if we're going into the Vader we're going to see in Rogue One, like you have to assume that, yeah, he's he's a he's a bad guy. He's probably gonna have his moments where he's like a little vulnerable, but I still think that we're going to see him do things that we're like, oh, my God, like I'd love to see him stop a blaster bolt. (laughs) 
<laughs> because we first saw that with Kylo. Oh, so I'd love right. to see them do it with Vader. So because we didn't even know that was possible until Kylo did it. Or um, they just like one up them and it's like twelve blaster bolts. Yeah, like, something crazy like the Matrix hovering around him or something. Yeah. Oh. That'd be nuts. Um, but yeah, thank you for your answer. We love having you on the show. Uh, we can't wait to see you at Celebration again. Um, and I'm sure you're going to Star Wars night, so that's going to be fun too. Uh, back to you, John. I bet Kylo Ren counts all of his as like wins. He's like, I beat Han Solo. I beat that <laughs> FN2187 guy. So, you know, although I do, I do, I credit him as winning the duel against Rey on the Death Star. In, in episode nine he had her dead to rights yeah um, like she ultimately stabbed him but it was because of leia his mom yeah he, no, he, i like agree but i'm saying done. like every other fight totally. leading up to that point oh well, yes I, that yes. was that, that was the discussion disagreeing. going yes. into is yeah. like we have to have kylo win yeah yeah but then he ultimately does lose. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> r- real quick this is just something to pop into my head when i was thinking about you know, Anakin and, you know, what he could do with Obi-Wan. Do you think there's any chance before we get out of here? I know we got to go in a minute that we could see Vader using his lightsaber and then his old blue lightsaber. Vader with two lightsabers. But Kenobi has that. Doesn't he have a lightsaber? I mean, he's going to go confront him and, you know, in that, in that poster, someone says he's holding a lightsaber and people said it looks like Anakin's. That would be a huge thing to have Vader using his old lightsaber and his new lightsaber. I guess. I don't see that happening, but I understand what you're and saying. And imagine like Hayden doing the same moves he did versus Dooku when he had the two lightsabers. I don't know. It could be cool. I'm not I saying it's it going to happen. I think it might be cooler Kenobi used it because then he's fighting against his old lightsaber. I think that'd be, I think that'd be like not the Kenobi way. But I don't know. Yeah, I I'm not sure about that. I I have a feeling like if Vader was holding the blue lightsaber, it wouldn't feel right. It tarnishes what happens with Rey in the Force Awakens. I I don't doubt that it would be stuff. cool. Yeah, but I'm I'm having a I'm having a hard time picturing it as a cell because, I, I mean, it does make me feel like that's them being like the tie with the old Anakin, you know. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some, something something does feel a little off with it like I, I, I'm having Only a real they hard did time the whole, picturing I, Vader holding you? a blue lightsaber it just doesn't right. say compute <laughs> but the whole it calls to you thing would then be erased if they did that because there's no way the lightsaber would go to him because he just picks well, it up he just yeah. picks it up yeah I don't think John's like saying like but remember I, Kylo are like, and Rey reach... I'm over here okay first of all John Rey and Kylo <laughs> both try to grab it and it chooses Ray. Like they made that decision with the lightsaber. So I'm saying if it's a scenario where he's picking it up, sure. If it's a scenario where he's like trying to grab it or something from Obi-Wan, I don't see that happening because it erases what they've said. Yeah, I I mean, I think there's blurred lines with that stuff. Like the lightsaber calling to someone is one thing, but also I think someone powerful enough can also make a lightsaber come to them anyway. Um, I mean, Kylo but, is pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I think He's that, not I just said the prophetic chosen one, though. Yeah, and that's his um, lightsaber. It's Anakin's lightsaber, and it's like yeah. it's the. He's it like, this is mine. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dare mm-hmm. you. Um, it's like my son with his toys. You cannot play with his mind. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Um, like Lacey said, make sure you subscribe on your preferred platform, whether that's audio or video, uh, starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your latest star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at starwarsnewsnet.com. And we just put out an episode on the Godfather on my movie podcast, just like the movies available free also on your favorite podcast apps uh james um you can find me on twitter and instagram both at myra trunks indeed lacy people can find me on twitter and instagram at lacy gillerin and check out my review for star wars lego star wars the skywalker saga i got to play it I, early i'm gonna get that Woo! game so definitely that check game. out my review which is up today sweat yes. um mm-hmm. Should I get it, Lacey? Is it good? It's amazing. It's excellent. I said that when they showed me a hands-off preview. So you can only imagine how much better it is when I'm actually able to play it. Excellente. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, Tease it a little bit earlier, but we're going to speculate a bit on the Lando series and... uh, Maybe some familiar faces we could hopefully see pop up in that one. But uh, we hope you enjoy your weeks and happy April to all. And we will see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.